afternoon, listeners from the East Coast to the West Coast and around the world. Welcome to Monday's installment of the Truth Attack Hour. I'm your host, Angeline Marie. Thanks for taking the time to join us this afternoon. We're broadcasting on Liberty Works Radio Network, the network proclaiming liberty throughout the land. If you're located in the Southern California Inland Empire, you'll find us on KCAA 1050 on the AM dial on Sunday mornings. If not, you can find us streaming on libertyworksradionetwork.com or talkstreamlive.com. You can also hear our program rebroadcast on Red State Talk Radio at redstatetalkradio.com, and you can check their website for broadcast days and times. And you can always find podcasts posted on kcaaradio.com to listen at your leisure. And you can learn more about our show at truthseekersradioshow.com. Today my guest is, well, I don't have a guest today. I have been ill the last couple of weeks, and it's been tough to book guests during the holidays since everyone is busy. And since this is my last show that I'll be doing for the year, I've decided that maybe it's time that I take the time to tell you my story. For those of you who normally listen, you know I normally do a one-on-one interview with an expert in their field. But since I don't have anybody on the schedule for today, I think what I'll do is just tell you a little bit about my story. And then also, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about these Chinese enclaves that have been cropping up in the U.S. I really don't feel like the mainstream media covers these stories much. So I found some information online that I'd like to share with you and just maybe talk a little bit about that today if we have time. So real quickly, uh, my story, I'm a Christian, and I believe that God puts each of us on a path. I don't think things are just coincidence. And in 2000, I was busy, just like everyone else, uh, doing, you know, working and just going about my business. I really didn't find a lot of time to really care about what was going on politically in the world and so forth. And at the time, I took a job with a software company, and part of this job was testing software applications that were going to launch to a group of doctors in the healthcare field. And the job paid okay, and it was all right. But after a little while, I grew seriously bored, and I really wanted to quit because I thought I was going to go crazy. And uh, so I went to my boss, and I tried to quit. And he begged me, he asked me, please stay until this product launch. You know, then after that, if you want to go, that's fine. But I really would like it if you could just hold out until I get this product launched. Well, I decided to stay. I didn't want to leave him high and dry. And so... I decided to hang out there for a little while longer. Well, shortly thereafter, I started noticing that the people I worked with 
were listening um, to the internet radio. Apparently this doctor allowed it, and I really didn't know, but then I started noticing more people that they were listening to music or whatever online. And so to sort of help pass the time, I decided to just start seeing if I could find things to listen to during the workday while I was there. And I was already a terrestrial radio talk radio junkie. So to help me get through the workday while testing software, I started to find these alternative talk shows online. And what I started to hear, I couldn't believe. I mean, these shows told of things that were going on in our world and our government that I never heard before. And I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And I thought, how could all of this stuff be going on for so long? And I wasn't even aware of it. And I really started to notice at that job with all this time on my hands. I mean, I was working, but um, the job was just seriously boring. And I, I started to get an education while working. And I really believe to this day that's why the Lord had me stay at that job. Because I was there for another year and a half, learning more and more and more. And I remember thinking way back then, one day I would love to have my own radio show so that I could let people know what's going on in the world. And so the years have passed and things have continued to get worse and things have accelerated as time has gone on. And my feeling is that the time is short for people like me that are non-establishment broadcasters and journalists to put news out or truth out that people just will not get in the mainstream media. And why do I say this? Well, it's been my feeling for quite a while, but uh, in September of this year, this there was a Senate panel approval that approved a measure to uh, define what a journalist is. I don't know if you remember, I think it was Nancy Pelosi, or it might have been Feinstein that was talking about, well, what is a journalist? We have to define what a journalist is. And I guess uh, they hadn't heard of the First Amendment right to free speech and freedom of press. So anyway, this measure was passed supposedly a move to protect reporters, those that they defined as real reporters or journalists, a.k.a. establishment journalists, from having to reveal their sources. This sounds warm and fuzzy, but I it's my feeling that this is just the beginning of a movement by government to eventually come down on free speech, especially those that are in the quote-unquote alternative media, alternative talkers or writers that aren't on the uh, mainstream media payroll because they don't necessarily toe the line. And you might think this sounds like tinfoil hat talk and I'm crazy, but just remember that I said this. And all I can say about that is stay tuned and watch. Let's see where all of this goes in the future. So I'll be taking a break soon, but 
when I come back, I'd like to talk about the mainstream media and just my question is, I haven't heard a lot about these uh, Chinese enclaves being built in cities across America. I first heard about this, I think it was a couple of years ago, say in 2011. And really since then, I haven't heard a lot about it. And most recently, I heard a quick news blurb at the top of the hour on regular radio about um, Chinese building going on in the Catskills. And so since I haven't heard a lot about it, I started doing some research. And um, actually, the only places I had heard prior story was on another alternative radio show. A host was talking about it. So um, when we come back, I would like to read you a little bit of what I found when looking into this. And uh, we'll be back shortly on the True Seekers radio show. Welcome back. You're listening to the True Seekers radio show. I'm your host, Angeline Marie. And like I said, I don't have a guest today. So I kind of wanted to talk to you more about this Chinese building development projects that are going on in our country. I don't feel that we're hearing enough about it. Is there anything to it? I don't know. I do know that I first heard about it a couple years ago, and I've heard little bits and pieces here and there, and so I started doing a little research to see what more I could find out. And uh, like I said, a couple years ago, I heard of the Chinese buying up land. The first time I heard about it was uh, it was in Idaho, in the Boise area. It was a 50 square mile by 50 square mile area. And what I heard was it was going to be a Chinese territory that would be actually under Chinese government, that they wouldn't have to uh, go. In other words, the U.S. government would not be in charge of this area, land area at all. It would be Chinese government. They were going to bring in Chinese workers and uh, basically owned by the Chinese government. Now, my biggest question is why haven't we heard much about this from the mainstream media? Why don't they talk about it? I don't know. I'm just asking the questions. And I think if I hadn't heard about it, a lot of other people had, and that's why I'm covering this today. So I started uh, checking into these stories. I started doing some Google searches. And what prompted me to do this was, I think about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I heard an alternative 
radio show uh, host talking about the cat skills in New York, where yet another uh, Chinese building project was going, it was proposed. And so I started doing research. And in my research, I found similar stories of these areas going up in Toledo, Ohio, a place called Milan, Michigan, Texas, and the Catskills. And like I said, initially, I think this all started in Boise, Idaho. And I believe it was uh, back when John, I think his name was Huntsman, he was a Republican candidate for president. And I think he was making these trips to China way back then to uh, start these business relationships in Boise. So I found some research, and if you could bear with me, I would like to read some of this stuff to you, because I think it's important, and like I said, I hadn't heard a lot about it. I have, um, I contacted a reporter today, because when I was doing research, the latest things that I had found, the latest stories were a couple, two years ago, summer of uh, 2011. I hadn't seen anything in recent, so a lot of these proposals, I didn't even know what the latest was on them, so I uh, contacted a reporter of the Idaho Statesman and asked him, since he was local to that area, if he could let me know uh, if he knew if any of these things had actually started to um, be built. But anyway, this one story is in the Idaho Statesman. It was back in June of 2011, written by Kevin Rickert. And it's called The China Buying Idaho Conspiracy Theory, A Reader's Guide. So I love the way he starts this. Uh, first, The first sentence is, Normally, I'd ignore the whole China is buying Idaho conspiracy theory. But we've gotten a few calls about it at the Statesman, so I guess you could say the theory is out there in more ways than one. So he starts out presenting this, in my opinion, as a tinfoil hat idea. Alert, tinfoil hat information coming next. I mean, why else would he say the whole China is buying Idaho conspiracy theory? I don't really think it's a conspiracy theory. I don't even think it's a theory because in doing my research, there is an initiative in um, Idaho. If you go to their uh, state website, government website, they have this thing called Project 60. And Project 60 is a three-point plan to grow Idaho's gross domestic product. And they have three tiers in this plan. Number one is to foster systematic growth. Number two, domestic recruitment. And number three is inward foreign direct investment. So I don't think this is a theory or conspiracy theory. I think this stuff really is real things being proposed. How far it is, like I said, I don't know yet because... There hasn't been a lot reported on it in the past couple of years. 
So if you visit the State of Idaho website, you can read these uh, three points on the Project 60, but funny enough, they used to have a PDF posted there to explain exactly what Project 60 is, and I noticed the link is dead, so you cannot pull up the Project 60 PDF any longer. I don't know why. So I'll go on and I'll continue with this article. So it says, as with many conspiracy theories, it begins with a kernel of truth. A Chinese national company's interest in pursuing projects in Idaho and Idaho officials' willingness to talk to the Chinese. The conspiracy theorists latch onto a couple of quotes from Idaho officials in statesmen's articles on states' interest in strengthening its business relationship with China. Quotes like this one from Lieutenant Governor Brad Little, Idaho is the last state that should say we don't want to do business with Asia. Asia is where the money is. Quotes like this one from Idaho Commerce Department Director Don Dietrich, the Chinese are looking for a beachhead in the United States. The planned self-sustaining city in Idaho would include manufacturing facilities, warehouses, retail centers, and large numbers of homes for Chinese workers. Basically, it would be a slice of communist China dropped right in the middle of the United States. The springboard for this Wednesday post is a December 31st article by the statesman's Rocky Barker. The article outlines Chinese national companies' interests in building and financing a fertilizer plant near American Falls and developing a 10,000 to 30,000 acre technology zone for industry retail centers and homes south of the Boise Airport. It goes on to talk about a post at the newamerican.com by William F. Jas- F. Jasper. He writes about Sinomac, S-I-N-O-M-A-C-H, the company pursuing the two Idaho proposals. So then I stopped and I said, okay, well, what is this Sinomac? And what I found is um, actually on the Sinomac website, it says, with the approval of the state council, China National Mi- uh, Machinery Industry Corporation, Cinemac was established in January 1997, and Cinemac is a large-scale state-owned enterprise group under supervision of the State Asset Supervision and Administration Commission. So these were the guys behind this whole project in Boise. So, um, looking more about Cinemac, I found an interesting um, article by Michael Snyder at endofamericandream.com, and I'm going to read this to you. Some of it might be redundant of the article I just read, but basically it says, thanks to the trillions of dollars that the Chinese have, have made flooding our shores with cheap products, China is now in a position of tremendous economic power. So what is China going to do with all that money? One thing is they've decided to buy pieces of the United States and set up special economic zones inside our country. 
from which they can continue to extend their economic domination. One of these special economic zones would be just south of Boise, Idaho, and... Hold on one second. And the Idaho government is eager to give it to them. China National Machinery Industry Corporation, Cinemac for short, plans to construct a technology zone south of the Boise Airport, which would ultimately be up to uh, 50 square miles in size. The Chinese Communist Party is the majority owner of Cinemac. So the 10,000 to 30,000 acre self-sustaining city that is being planned would essentially belong to the Chinese government. The planned self-sustaining city in Idaho would include manufacturing facilities, warehouses, retail centers, and large number of homes for Chinese workers. Basically, it would be a slice of communist China dropped right in the middle of the United States. So that's what I found out about Cinemac. And that was, okay, so that was Idaho. And like I said, I haven't been able to find anything more recent about Idaho and where that project has gone, if anywhere. So if I find something out, I'll update you on that. Uh, When we come back, now I'd like to move to Toledo, Ohio. Toledo's China Connection. Uh, This was also back in May of 2011. So don't change that dial and stay with me on the Truth Seekers radio show when we come back. I'll continue the story on the China Connection. You're listening to the Truth Seekers radio show. You're listening to the True Seekers Radio Show. I'm Angeline Marie, and I do not have a guest today, so I am uh, taking a detour from my normal one-on-one interview, and I decided to talk about China, um, Chinese building development projects in the U.S. and uh, what's going on. I mean, we haven't heard much about it. Is it important? I tend to think so. I wonder why there hasn't been more reporting on it. And so I found some information on it that I'd like to share. And if you can be patient with me today, I'm having a hard time speaking. I've been sick the last couple of weeks, so I'm just doing the best I can here. But so is this building okay? Is it okay? Uh, is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. But I'm just simply sharing some information for you so that maybe you can make your own decision. Maybe look into it yourself and see what you think. So I have another story that came up. I talked in the first uh, segment about Boise. And now here's something about uh, the Marina District in Toledo. So this is called Toledo's China Connection. It was published back in May of 2011 by the Blade, 
The writer of this piece is Ignazio Messina. Chinese inventors renew interest in purchasing Marina District. Toledo Mayor Mike Bell reads a letter of intent from the Dashing Pacific Group to renew its purchase offer for the Marina District in East Toledo, as well as an option to expand the deal to adjacent land near the I-280 bridge on Thursday in Hongdao, China. Mike, Mayor Mike Bell wrapped up his nine-day trip to China, announcing here on Thursday that the deal to sell property in the East Side Marina District is back on, and the interested Chinese investors want an option to purchase even more land on the waterfront site. Dashing Pacific Group Limited, which has already purchased the nearby Docks Restaurant Complex for two. $0.15 million put its $3.8 million offer to buy the southern 69 acres at the Marina District in East Toledo back on the table for approval by Toledo City Council. Additionally, Dashing Pacific Chairman, and I'm going to totally mess up this name, it's Wan Zhaohong, I think, in a letter signed in Hongdu, said the firm wants a two-year option to buy the decommissioned Toledo Edison power plant property on the site. The option would be for a period of two years from when and if the property becomes development ready, and we would pay a sum equal to fair market value based on a professional appraiser, the letter states. Ms. Wan, an inner Mongolia native and businessman, who's been traveling with the mayor's delegation for several days in China, signed the letter Thursday at the Victoria Rigo Hotel in Hongdu. <clears throat> Mr. Bell, who is clearly elated to have the Marina District deal back on track, said the majority of his trip to China was aimed at that purpose. This was at least 60%, maybe even 70%, Mr. Bell said. We've made some other solid leads here, but this was important. Dashing Pacific Group submitted the letter to Toledo Mayor Mike Bell and the City Council to be considered as a buyer of the Marina, of the Marina District parcel. The mayor on April 15th announced, now remember this is back in 2011, the mayor on April 15th announced that the Dashing Pacific Group, which is comprised of Shenzhen developer Wu Kin Hung, had taken back their offer to buy the land and canceled or at least put on hold plans to build a $2 million residential and commercial development along the Maumee River in East Toledo. The deal seems sullied after some of the members of the council raised questions about the sale and proposed conditions of the sale, including requirements that union contractors do the construction work and that the city buy back the property if it remains undeveloped after two years. Thursday, Mr. Bell said, the deal on the table is the last deal the city would get get to sell the vacant property to Dashing Pacific. They not only resubmitted their bid, but they're proposing to buy in projection possibly 22 acres more of the land in the Marina District. So they're going beyond where they were before, and they must really believe in the project, the mayor said. 
They've been convinced that the council has been more informed about the issue and they're prepared to move forward. So it says also the mayor's first full day in China was spent with two investors and included a trip to the rooftop of a 69-story empire building in Shenzhen that was developed by Mr. Wu, who is also RGP China president, produced a copy of a book Mr. Wu wrote detailing the technical difficulties and government bureaucracy of constructing the building. Okay, so that's what's going on in Toledo. And then I have another um, story by Michael Snyder where he continues to talk about this. This was the same summer, June of 2011. Michael Snyder's um, article and from the endofamericandream.com, the Chinese government is buying up economic assets in huge tracts of land all over the United States. In 2011, America is for sale and the communist Chinese are eager buyers. The Chinese government is using sovereign wealth funds and Chinese state-owned enterprises to buy economic assets in huge tracts of land all over the United States. Many of our politicians hail all this foreign investment as something that's good for America, while others see something much more sinister going on here in any event. This is a trend that is rapidly accelerating and is causing great concern among patriot Americans. In my recent article entitled, China Wants to Construct a 50-Square-Mile Self-Sustaining City South of Boise, Idaho, I examined a potential deal with Cinemac, a company controlled by the Chinese government that wants to do... Uh, that wants to do with the government of Idaho. There will be more on this deal in a minute, but first it's important to note that this is a phenomenon that is is happening all across the United States. For example, a Chinese investment group is buying a very large chunk of real estate in Toledo, even more disturbing as what has been happening down in Texas recently. The Chinese have been gobbling up our oil and gas fields. And the following is a quote from one local Texas news source about one of these deals. State-owned Chinese energy giant CNOOC is buying a multi-million dollar stake in 600,000 acres of South Texas oil and gas fields, potentially testing the political waters for further expansion into U.S. energy reserves. With the announcement Monday that it would pay up to $2.2 billion for one-third stake in Chesapeake Energy Assets, CNOOC lays claim to share of properties that eventually could produce up to half a million barrels a day of oil equivalent. So, as you can see, this spreads. We started in Boise, then we go to Toledo, and now we're talking about Texas. So I'll go on with um, Michael's uh, article here. CNNOC, which is China National Offshore Oil Company, has been buying up oil and gas assets all over the globe. They seem to have an insatiable appetite for them. There is not much we can do about what's going on in other countries, but when we allow foreigners to buy up our own 
precious oil and gas assets, shouldn't that set off national security red flags? Not that our politicians are too concerned about real security issues anyway. They just keep telling us that we'll be just fine as long as we follow the TSA to grope our wives, our children, and the elderly. But getting back to the topic, shouldn't we be alarmed that someday soon we may be importing foreign oil that is being pumped out of Texas land? It is almost as if virtually all of our politicians have lost their common sense. Of course, one of the most insane projects that that <clears throat> projects was the one that Cinemac proposed to do in Idaho. And that was the 30,000, he's referring to the 30,000 acres or the 50 square miles um, in Boise. This is a huge chunk of territory. Of territory. Fortunately, it appears that the deal is stalled, at least for the moment. But this was back in um, this was back in the summer of 2011. So, like I said, I don't know if that if that has been stalled. I'm trying to find that out. But that could change at any time, especially considering the fact that the governor of Idaho is pushing hard for Chinese investment. The following is a quote from Boise lobbyist Pat Sullivan. One thing these Chinese see is we have a governor here who has a great big open door policy. Doesn't that just sound wonderful? A great big open door policy? That just sounds so warm and fuzzy. All of this is part of Project 60, a huge initiative to revitalize the economy of Idaho. The following is an excerpt from an open letter from Idaho Governor Butch Otter about Project 60. So here's just a quick thing about uh, Project 60, and then we're going to go to our last break. So Project 60 is just a name, but it stands for a goal and a way of getting there. It means more than some abstract concept for increasing our gross domestic product. It means jobs, opportunity, hope, independence for the people of Idaho. That's what I want you to think about. When you hear about Project 60, this is an initiative in which we all need to be involved to build Idaho's economy together in a way that strengthens our businesses, people, and communities. No state or local agency, no government of any kind can successfully tackle this kind of goal alone. Project 60 belongs to all of us, and it needs all of us to be champions of this effort. Today, I invite you to be a Project 60 partner. It all sounds so great until you learn that one of the primary pillars of Project 60 is inward foreign direct investment. So how do you promote foreign uh, inward foreign direct investment? Well, you do things like offer massive tax break to Chinese state-owned companies, and you actively encourage immigration from China. So when we come back, I'll finish this up, and then we're going to move to the state of Michigan, and that will probably bring us to the end. You're listening to the Truth Seekers radio show, and we're discussing Chinese development projects in the U.S. We'll be back momentarily on the Truth Seekers radio show.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers Radio Show. I'm Angeline Marie, and I'm discussing Chinese building development projects in the U.S. We heard about them. Uh, Seem to be these little secret projects. At least I haven't heard about them. Have you? Uh, We have what I, from what I've gathered today, we have some stuff going on in Texas, Boise, Toledo. Michigan, and New York. So before we went to the break, I was uh, reading a little bit about this Project 60. So let me just continue with this article. So he says, the following is a quote from an article on the New American website, and it explains how a visa program known as EB-5 would help facilitate this Project 60. Specifically, the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Service administers an immigrant investor visa program called EB-5. The program grants... Foreigners, permanent U.S. residency in exchange for helping create U.S. jobs. This prong will facilitate the immigration of Chinese nationals into the U.S. for the purpose of establishing a Chinese industrial beachhead in Idaho under the guise of creating U.S. jobs. In fact, the state of Idaho is actually touting the EB-5 program on their website that promotes Project 60. Yes, Chinese state-owned companies would probably hire a small number of Idaho citizens. But as I have written about previously, the idea would be for these special economic zones to be set up inside the United States that would be very similar to the special economic zones inside of China. Apparently, the government of Idaho believes that allowing the Chinese to set up a 50 Square mile special economic zone just south of Boise would be a grand idea. But others are not so sure. Barbara H. Peterson recently posted the following on Farm Wars. This is not a boom to Idaho, but a death knell for those who are rapidly losing jobs to overseas outsourcing. Only this will be so much more convenient for the mega corporations. Today, the cost of transportation is rapidly going up. If state-owned Chinese companies can set up shop inside the United States and get massive tax breaks from state and local governments at the same time, why wouldn't they want to do it? The truth is that the Chinese can't believe how stupid we are. 30 years ago, the Chinese economy was absolutely pathetic compared to US to the U.S. economy, but now they have almost surpassed us. Why? Well... We've shipped them thousands of our factories, millions of our jobs, and trillions of our dollars. It's insane what we're doing. Now the Chinese are starting to colonize us. Would we have ever allowed the Soviets to come in and buy up our companies and buy huge tracts of land all over the country? Yet somehow we've become convinced that this is okay for the communist Chinese to do it. In fact, we even allow the Chinese to make many of the key electronic parts parts for most of our weapon systems. It even turns out that some counterfeit electronics from suppliers in China have gotten into some of our military hardware. Now China is even blocking an, an investigation into these counterfeit electronics. We have become dangerously dependent on China. In fact, our relationship with China went south. If our relationship with China went south. There would be a lot of weapon systems that we would suddenly not be able to get parts for. The people that originally decided there was a good idea for Chinese to produce electronics for our planes and weapons systems should resign immediately. And he goes on. and But pretty much so 
I would like to before because we're lo- we're running out of time here. So I want to uh, read this article about Michigan. So China to build cities and economic zones in Michigan and Idaho. This was posted back in May 2012. It was written by Henry Zen on polymike.com. China's meteoric rise has caused much concern in the United States due to its dominating presence in Asia. China has territorial claims in the South China Sea and South Asia region and is establishing substantial economic and infrastructural infrastructural inroads with countries such as Myanmar that have been long neglected by the West. Now Chinese companies and businessmen are planning to make their home in the United States. The main Chinese company, Sino Michigan Properties LLC, has paid $1.9 million for 200 acres of undeveloped land in Milan, Michigan. Currently a city of 6,000 residents, Milan could be the site of a 415-unit housing complex complete with artificial lakes and up to 6,000 square foot homes as well as cultural center for mainline Chinese. The location is about a 40-minute commute to the industrial centers of Toledo and Detroit and less than half an hour from the University of Michigan in Ann in in Ann Arbor, a hub for international Chinese students. This Chinese city has undoubtedly contributed to local concerns over the certainty of allowing such a high concentration of Chinese immigrants who may not integrate the community and possibly bring a slice of communist rule onto American soil. Mayor Mike Bell of Toledo, Ohio, does not seem faced by this potential political encroachment. Instead, he's embraced Chinese investors from Dashing Pacific Group, who've already purchased the Docks restaurant complex and offered $3.8 million to purchase 69 acres of the Marina District for residential and commercial development. Mayor Bell had been on a nine-day trip in China discussing these deals when he made the announcement. As if anticipating concerns back home, Bell reassured that these are not folks who are coming to Toledo to do a business deal, generate profits, and bring back money to China. They're interested in investing in our community and being part of the community beyond just investing in property. Cinemac is one of the many companies that have an, expressed an interest in developing a 10,000 to 30,000 acre technology zone for reinvigoration of the industrial American industrial base. The company proposes to establish special economic zones. The Michigan and Idaho projects are still in their preliminary stages and have yet to be approved. In a more successful maneuver, the state-owned China National Offshore Oil Corporation's $2.2 billion investment in the U.S.-owned Chesapeake Energy is the largest purchase of an interest in U.S. energy assets. Now a faltering U.S. economic climate has resulted in less resistance to the influx of Chinese capital and the possibility of creating 20,000 local jobs in South Texas doesn't hurt either. Instead of taking 
these local jobs, the Chinese energy giant is interested in gaining technical insights so they can use the technology to extract gas and oil locked in China's plentiful shale formations. So I'm going to have to start closing soon, but basically, like I said, I I just wanted to um, give you this information because, you know, would it be bad for Chinese development to come into these areas that maybe were, have been depressed for a while. They're bringing their money, they're setting up shop, and supposedly they're going to bring jobs to the area. I mean, is that really such a bad thing? I don't know. All I know is that I haven't heard much about it. I had no idea that it, this had been going on in, in this many places. Is it bad? Is it good? You know, I guess time will tell. But my question is, you know, maybe we give an inch now, but, you know, what's it going to be later? So I think it's something to think about. And um, also there was more recently in New York's Catskills, Fox had put out a story about them putting up a Chinese theme, uh, a Chinese themed city, a little China in the Catskills. And that was the latest project that came up in the news in the last couple weeks. And that's what prompted me to even start looking into all this. So there we go. Boise, Toledo, Milan, Michigan, Texas, Catskills. I mean, it seems to be coming, uh, more common than not, and I just ask you to be aware, look into it yourself, and decide for yourself, is this something good for America? Um, Is it going to change the face of America? I would say probably more than likely, absolutely so. So thanks for being patient with me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope uh, more that you got information out of it, and... Until uh, we meet again next year, I just want to say uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year. Stay safe. God bless. This has been Angeline Marie on the True Seekers radio show. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>